here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Two big announcements. Number one, Benjamin Netanyahu, the great Prime Minister of Israel, will be on the program next hour. Number two, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox will not air at 10 p.m. on Sunday. That's Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, they made a decision to do a news program with Ed Henry. So I just wanted to give you a heads up. So Life, Liberty, and Levin will not be on in its usual time slot on Sunday. Now, history tells us, ladies and gentlemen, of great men and women, great men and women, who have exceptional courage, who stand against the mob, who stand against the tide, who stand against tyranny, when doing so, can destroy them. Brett Kavanaugh is an innocent man as I speak to you this moment. He is an innocent man. He hasn't been convicted of anything. He hasn't been charged with anything. His accusers given the benefit of the doubt by our society, by the media, by the Democrats, by Jeff Flake, by many of the Republicans. Why? She comes forward in a politically timed way after 36 years without a single witness, without any corroboration, without any evidence. Dr. Ford has never been investigated, not once, by the FBI. Not once. I don't know who she is, do you? I don't know anything about her, do you? She pops up on the radar and makes it possible for the Democrats to destroy a judge who until that moment had a stellar reputation. Had a stellar reputation. Now the FBI is going to do an investigation because Jeff Flake has decided it's necessary. And Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and some Democrats. And these individual politicians are said to be among the most noble because they're not willing to accept the fact that Brett Kavanaugh is an innocent man who's been convicted of nothing, and that his accuser doesn't have a single witness, can corroborate nothing, and has no evidence whatsoever. She makes an allegation. And despite the trashing of the prosecutor from Arizona, she did a very good job. She wasn't loud. She was methodical. And she found big, gaping gaping holes in what Dr. Ford had to say, which to me raised very serious questions. She was afraid of flying. She flies everywhere. 
the polygraph, the polygrapher asked her two questions. She said it was a very long process. And I went through these things yesterday. There's not a single Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee who went through those points today. Not one. Even some of the conservatives on that committee are so shy of addressing this forthrightly. They're giving speeches. Political speeches or process speeches. It's been left to people like John Cornyn and Lindsey Graham and Tillis and a handful of others, so-called rhinos, to raise serious concerns. It's an amazing thing to watch. Brett Kavanaugh is an innocent man, but you wouldn't know it. I want to remind you of something. We talk about it, but I want to remind you of something. And then I want to know if, in fact... The Democrats, the liberals, the media really do want a serious FBI investigation that involves serious questioning and discovery involving Dr. Ford and what a real FBI investigation would entail. There's a piece at the excellent website, thefederalist.com. It was written a little bit ago, a couple of years ago, by Mary Catherine Hamm. Fantastic lies, 10 appalling moments from the Duke lacrosse case. I want to remind you of this, since not a single Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee did. On the evening of March 13, 2006, just a little over 12 years ago, a fateful party at a house in Dorm, North Carolina, plunged the nation and its media into a frenzy of assumptions, social crusading, and miscarried justice. The Duke men's lacrosse team hired two exotic dancers during a night of drinking. One of the dancers accused three team members of a brutal gang rape in the bathroom of a rundown rental house just off of Duke's tree-lined East Campus. Now, let's stop there. What do you think, with just that information, two sentences, the Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee would have done with this? What do you think Jeff Flake, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski would have done with this? What do you think CNN and MSNBC and the rest would have done with it? Well, we know what they did with it. The story scratched every social justice itch. And everyone seemed more than happy to scratch away despite a lack of evidence. A little more than a year after the alleged assault... North Carolina Attorney General Roy Cooper took the unusual step of declaring the three accused men innocent after a tragic rush to accuse and a failure to verify serious allegations. And prosecuting Durham District Attorney Mike Nifong was disbarred and convicted of contempt. Ham says, I grew up in Durham, blocks from the rental house in question. I understood the community and the media environment into which the Molotov cocktail, as one columnist called it, had been tossed. I followed the story closely and still was re-amazed by the many misdeeds in the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary. Fantastic Lies, it was called, which aired on the 10-year anniversary of the party. Forthwith, 10 moments from the film, I'll remind you how truly appalling it was. Number one. 
Prosecutor Nifon conducted frequent media interviews after the story went national. Fox News, CBS, MSNBC, Newsweek, describing players as uncooperative and worse, and assuring their conviction as part of his primary election campaign. What he didn't do was talk about the accuser, Crystal Gale Mangum. Mangum, about her story. How closed off was he from alternative theories of the case? Quote, we tried to convince him that we had a story to tell ourselves. Mr. Nifong put his hands over his ears and said, I don't want to hear, said Wade Smith, attorney for accused player Colin Finnerty. He literally put his hands over his ears, said Jim Cooney, lawyer for accused player Reed Seligman. Seligman's mother, Kathy, added, you don't speak to the accuser and you don't speak to the accused, but you're positive something happened. Number two, the rule violating photo lineups. There were three photographic lineups presented to Crystal Mangum, according to the documentary and other reporting, all of which violated rules about photo lineups. They featured nothing but lacrosse players who were present at the party. She can't pick out the wrong person because there's no one in the lineup other than people she's been told were actually at the party, said Joe Cheshire, attorney for accused player Dan Evans. Number three. When the accused and families came to grips with the situation, the players on the Duke team maintained their innocence, but also their media silence as they waited on their legal fate. And the documentary gives to the wrongly accused what media coverage did not at the time of their accusation. Their humanity. Their humanity. Seligman's mother told a heart-wrenching story of her son delivering the news that he'd been accused. Mom, I need you to be stronger than you've ever been in your entire life. Mom, she picked me. His mother recounted in the documentary. Cooney also emphasized the seriousness of the accusations to Seligman. Read, whatever life you had before March 13 is over. That life is never going to happen, he said. Number four. When team captain Dave Evans publicly professed their innocence, Magnum had named three men in her version of events. Finnerty and Seligman, both 20 at the time, were indicted first. The rest of the team waited anxiously to see who would be named the third attacker. On the announcement that it was senior and team captain Dave Evans, he made a passionate profession of innocence to national media. Quote, first, I want to say I'm absolutely innocent of all the charges that have been brought against me today. That Colin Finnerty and Reed Seligman are innocent of all the charges that have been brought against them. When the police first came to my house, I fully cooperated, and I've continued to try to cooperate with them. When they entered in and read the search warrant, my roommates and I helped them find evidence for almost an hour and told them if they had any questions, we would gladly answer them to show that nothing happened that night. I am innocent. Reed Seligman is innocent. Colin Flaherty is innocent. Every member of the Duke lacrosse team is innocent. You have all been told some fantastic lies, he said. Number five, when the New York Times public editor explained the media's inability to cover this fairly, New York Times public editor Dan Ockrent diagnosed the media coverage of the case in the documentary as journalists excited to find all their pet social justice issues in one story. 
It was white over black. It was male over female. It was rich over poor, educated over uneducated. All the things that we know happen in the world coming together in one place. And journalists, they start to quiver with a thrill when something like this happens, Ockrent said. The New York Times public editor. Number six, when social justice protesters didn't understand due process. One of the most frequently spotted protest signs in Durham in the wake of the Duke lacrosse case indictments was get a conscience, not a lawyer. The signs were a reference to the alleged wall of silence the players had employed to protect the team. The residents of the house where the party occurred had been cooperative with a search warrant. The entire team submitted to DNA samples, but they were accused by police, Nifong and media being obstructive because team members denied accusations and acquired lawyers to get them through the process as anyone accused of a crime should do. A poster featuring all the lacrosse team members' pictures was distributed widely on the campus and around town with the headline, Please Come Forward. There was, it turns out, nothing to come forward about. I will continue this when we return. Mark Lovin. media, can't you, ladies and gentlemen? The media were exactly the same back then. I'm going to continue with this story in a moment. Let me ask you about this FBI investigation. If you have a real FBI investigation, isn't that what the Democrats keep demanding? Isn't that what Mr. Flake demands? Isn't that what Murkowski and Collins and the rest have agreed to? Well, try this on for size. Dr. Ford, please provide us with all your medical records since the time you were in high school. I mean, we need to get to the bottom of this. One side's not the only side that's investigated. Mr. Kavanaugh has been investigated six times. Dr. Ford, provide us with the names of all your physicians since high school. Dr. Ford, provide us with a list of all the places you've lived since college. Dr. Ford, you've already waived privilege, so provide us with an actual copy of your therapist's notes. Dr. Ford, provide us with all your yearbooks, calendars, schedules since high school, because Shelley Whitehouse is particularly interested. And I can go down a whole list, ladies and gentlemen. That's how a real FBI investigation is done. They don't just investigate one person. None of this was discussed on the Senate Judiciary Committee. None of it. None of it. I heard these former prosecutors on the Democrat side say, we need access to witnesses. We need to be able to question them. Really? No. Investigation of this kind has ever done this way. And then when it comes to due process, oh, it's just a job interview. Now, wait a minute. Is it a job interview or is it an investigation? Which is it? Job interview or investigation? It's neither. It's not a job interview. It's not an investigation. 
It's a disgusting disgrace. Every damn one of these people, every damn one of them. Jeff Flake in particular, Susan Collins in particular, Lisa Murkowski in particular. Don't stand up for another human being and their due process rights. Mr. Kavanaugh is an innocent man under our system of law. He's an innocent man under our system of justice. He's been charged with nothing, let alone convicted of anything. And we have to, oh, we all admit that Dr. Ford was so persuasive. I have to be honest, not to me. I'd like one witness, one piece of corroborating evidence. Anything. There's nothing. That it wasn't enough that Kavanaugh had six investigations. Not one of those senators mentioned that she had had none. And the good old Montgomery County Police Department chief spoke today. He said, hey, we're open for business. Anyone want to come by? You're a little late, chief, about 36 years. But he does raise an interesting point. You want an investigation, the jurisdictions of Montgomery County, Maryland. Not a single lawyer has taken a single one of these accusers into that building to file a complaint against Mr. Kavanaugh. Now, why is that, ladies and gentlemen? Because there, the rule of law would actually have to apply, too. I'm not done. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. Look at the frenzied media now, ladies and gentlemen, just like during the Duke lacrosse scandal 12 years ago. Any cable network you look at, 24-7. Even my Sunday show bumped, preempted. I'm just pointing it out. Let's continue with this story. Just a couple of years old. that was in The Federalist by Mary Catherine Ham About this Duke lacrosse team and these three members who were indicted and trashed. And every social justice issue was poured into the case just like now. This is about sexual harassment. This is about women's rights. This is about privilege and so forth. It's about none of these things. This is one individual against another. It's about facts and evidence and witnesses. And Dr. Ford and her lawyers 
And the Democrats on the committee and the media and certain Republicans have had months to provide us with anything. Something. We get nothing. Number seven. When the accuser... Duke again. When the accuser and accused were not in one place at one time for ten minutes... The three defense teams for the accused put together a timeline for the night in question using cell phone records, receipts, eyewitness reports, and the accuser's story. Sounds a lot like Judge Kavanaugh's calendar, if you will. It became clear that there was no time during the window alleged in which all three young men and Magnum, the stripper, were in the same place for long enough for an attack to happen. Seligman was literally on a video a mile away from the site at the time of the alleged assault, said teammate Rob Wellington, who had left the party with him to get cash at an ATM a mile from the party, where Seligman is visible on security footage. But it didn't matter. Number eight. When a coach stood by his players, he lost his job. Coach Mike Pressler had been coaching Duke's lacrosse team for more than 15 years. During that time, the team had made many NCAA tournament appearances and an appearance in the championship game in 2005. When the story broke about the party and alleged assault, he stood by his team, arguing the season should not be canceled until evidence emerged. Evidence. Evidence. They'd been expected to be national championship contenders again. But the university fired Coach Pressler. He went on to settle with Duke for wrongful termination. He's now the head coach at Bryant University and coached the national men's lacrosse team in 2010. Quote, I was actually advised to distance myself from them, and at the time, that was like blasphemy, Pressler said in the documentary. Number nine. When a young lawyer had a Perry Mason moment that revealed a conspiracy, D.A. Nifong at a private DNA lab processed samples after the state's public lab came up empty, producing conclusions more favorable to Nifong's case. I was pretty curious to know how could our state crime lab and this private lab come up with two pretty fundamentally different conclusions, said attorney Brad Bannon. Nifong handed over 2,500 pages of raw technical DNA data to the defense. Bannon bought a book on Amazon about forensic DNA and went to work. And he discovered unidentified DNA for numerous men in and on Magnum and her clothing that hadn't been reported. He found notes indicating lab director Brian Meehan's DNA was also present. So a PhD doing everything he cannot to contaminate the DNA leaves more DNA in this rape kit than the entire Duke lacrosse team put together, Cooney said. At a hearing nine months after the party, Nifung tried to take the defense by surprise, presenting Mian as his DNA expert before they had prepared to cross-examine him. The defense team decided to have Bannon question him on the spot anyway. It became fairly clear, about 10 or 15 minutes into it, that the expert realized that Brad Bannon knew what the hell he was talking about. The defense team confronted Mian with whether he'd agree with Nifong to withhold some DNA results. There's only one answer to this question, and that answer being yes, because we did not report the reference profiles of those specimens, and we did talk about reporting those. Number 10. 
when the falsely accused players showed more maturity than their professors and the media. All of the accused players are involved with the Innocence Project, which uses DNA evidence to overturn wrongful convictions. Said Reed Seligman upon his exoneration, this entire experience has opened my eyes to a tragic world of injustice I never knew existed. If police officers and a district attorney can systematically railroad us with absolutely no evidence whatsoever, I can't imagine what they do to people who do not have the resources to defend themselves. Cannot imagine what they would do. An entire political movement. 99% of the media. And powerful senators, this is me speaking, are out to destroy them. To this day, most of the Duke faculty and leadership who prejudiced the lacrosse players remain in their positions and have never apologized. Media figures who apologized or retracted are few and far between. Instead, most coverage offered grudging reporting on the dismissal of the charges. Ten years later, despite a recent lesson in humility with the Rolling Stone UVA rape story, some of that grudging tone remains. As in Slate's write-up on the documentary, quote, it's a bizarre experience to watch a documentary that expects the viewer to root for a bunch of accused rapists. Now, what's being done here is a railroad job. It's a railroad job. In a thousand different ways. When I watch this. Shelly Whitehorse today. Pull out a board. A little box from one of the dates. Provided by. Kavanaugh and his. The schedules and calendars that he kept. And there were numerous names in the box. And he only circled three. You see, ladies and gentlemen, he says, look at this. These three witnesses who Dr. Ford says were at the party. Here they are the same night together. Now, the fact that Mr. Kavanaugh doesn't name Dr. Ford or her friend Leland is obvious. Why would you name the women when you've just been molesting somebody? This is a very evil man. He's testifying for the prosecution. He is the prosecution. That information showed nothing of the sort. It presents no evidence, no substance, nothing, nothing whatsoever. And he failed to mention there were other boys mentioned in that box. And yet he did it. I watched Klobuchar. Go on and on about social justice. Go on and on about what women feel when they're sexually abused. And I know it's horrific. Because that happened to somebody that I know. That's not this case. Mr. Kavanaugh is innocent. He's been charged with nothing. He's been charged 
with nothing. He is an innocent man. There's not a single witness who can place him in that bedroom. There's not a single witness who can place him in that room at that club. There's not a single witness who can place him with Mark Judd in the hallway laughing as they're going down the steps. There is not a single witness who can place him anywhere in that community on that alleged day. This is a railroad job. The Democrats are embracing Dr. Ford not because they don't not because they give a damn about Dr. Ford any more than they gave a damn about Juanita Broderick or Mary Jo Kopechny or Kathleen Willey or Paula Jones. They supported Bill Clinton through all of his sexual marauding. They supported his wife despite the fact that she trashed those women. We actually have George Stephanopoulos a new major media figure asking questions about the Kavanaugh matter when he led the war room, trashing the women. We have media outlets where there are sexual molesters who they have reluctantly had to suspend or remove for whom they covered up for years. We have members of Congress who have secret settlements with American taxpayer dollars with women who they've sexually assaulted or sexually harassed. And we were told it's pervasive, and we don't hear about it anymore. We have one of the men pointing a finger of guilt at Mr. Kavanaugh, who sits on that Senate Judiciary Committee, who in 1994 confessed in a column that he molested a woman against her will, a former friend, and his name is Cory Booker. Just another week of an FBI investigation, ladies and gentlemen. Just another week. All of a sudden, the Democrats like law enforcement. All of a sudden, they support law enforcement. All the talk you've heard about law enforcement being anti-African-American. All the talk you've heard about law enforcement being out of control. All the talk you've you've heard about these cowboy cops and all the rest of it. Not anymore. Now it's the gold standard. But will they allow the FBI to really dig into Dr. Ford's past, as the FBI in the past has dug into Mr. Kavanaugh's past? If you do that and you're a United States senator, you're a bully who hates women. You're a bully who hates women. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want you to understand this so-called story has the media in a frenzy. Their ratings are going through the roof, which means their ad rates will go through the roof. This isn't a search for truth. You need to understand what I'm telling you. All the programming is zeroing in on this. 
They're glad this is going on for another week. I'm concerned about the republic. I'm concerned about our future. That's where my head is. And I know that's where yours is too. But they're counting on you. They're counting on you to be glued to the TV all weekend watching this stuff. Count me out. Nothing's going to happen over the weekend. Zero. Renee from Boulder, Colorado, raves about the brand new Genesel Sunspot Corrector. He says this. I love the Genesel Sunspot Corrector. It is my go-to product every day. I have sunspots and age spots and can see a definite difference in my skin since using it. Now watch your sunspots, age spots, and even red and flame patches vanish right before your very eyes. And just like Renee, you click or call right now, you'll get the Genesel Sunspot Corrector absolutely free just for trying Genesel for bags and puffiness. Watch those stubborn sunspots vanish now before you get busy with the holidays. And those bags and puffiness, gone. For results in less than 12 hours. The Genesel Immediate Effects is also yours free. Go to Genesel.com now or call 800-SKIN-604. 800-SKIN-604. Order this week and receive Chamonix's Luxury Microdermabrasion, also free, rejuvenate and unclog pores for instantly radiant baby soft skin. Order now and shipping is free. So now's the time to go. Call 800-SKIN-604 or go to Genesel.com. Genesel.com. 800-SKIN-604. Jeff Flake. Who is Jeff Flake? Didn't take me long to dig up a little bit of information. There's a piece in the Wall Street Journal. Six years ago. Called, Wall, called Flake's Flip Out. Now I want you to listen to this. What happened to Arizona's principal conservative congressman, Jeff Flake? He was a congressman, then he ran for the Senate. Well, it appears that the tightening polls in his race against Democrat Richard Carmona, which Mr. Flake once led by double digits, has gone, has got the congressman in a defensive crouch. And looking small isn't very becoming. First came the Republicans' retreat from his prior support for the Americans for Tax Reform No pledge ple- Tax Pledge. The only pledge I'd sign is a pledge to sign no more pledges, he vowed in a debate last week. Then his campaign released an ad that accuses his opponent, a former U.S. Surgeon General and combat-decorated Vietnam vet, of having, quote, issues with anger, with ethics, and with women, unquote. In the ad, Christina Beto, Mr. Carmona's former supervisor at the Health and Human Services Department, recalls Mr. Carmona twice angrily banging on her door after midnight. Mr. Carmona claims he visited Ms. Beto's home only once for a few minutes over the holiday and that she lied because this incident never occurred. But that didn't matter to Mr. Flake. On Friday, he struck back with an ad featuring his former SWAT team commander, Kathleen Brennan. Quote, Rich treats everyone with respect. Doesn't matter whether you're male or female. Rich was about protecting people and saving lives says Ms. Brennan. So when I see a career politician like Jeff Flake attacking Rich Carmona, who has spent his life helping others, it's despicable. Congressman Flake should be ashamed. Two of Ms. Beto's colleagues at HHS have since vouched for her integrity. 
But regardless of whether her allegations are true, they're likely to alienate voters. Imputing an opponent's character is usually a high-risk strategy. But it's even more dicey when the target is personally well-liked, like Mr. Carmona. And even more so when the assailant is floundering in the polls, as is Mr. Flake. A recent public survey shows him down by two points. Candidates usually try to keep their hands clean by allowing super PACs to underwrite ads of this nature. Mr. Flake's fingerprints, however, are all over this one. The ad begins with a candidate saying he approves the message. Maybe Mr. Flake figures the spot is merely payback for all the Democratic ads that accuse him of trying to gut veterans' benefits and deny women essential medical care. You see, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Flake has figured out that if you want to be loved by the media, you want to be loved by the left, then you need to be a maverick, particularly when you spend every waking hour trashing the President of the United States. And I suspect this is Mr. Flake's swan song. He's going to teach Trump a lesson, you know. He's not this goody two-shoes that the media expects you to believe. Are you, Mr. Flake? I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number, 877 877-381-3811. Let's see here. The, uh, the lawyers for Dr. Ford are insisting that there should be an investigation with no limits, time or otherwise. These Republicans are such damn fools. And you know what? It's not even the Republicans generally. It's three of them. And it's almost always the same damn three. 
Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and Jeff Flake. And they think they're independent. They're not independent. They have no courage whatsoever to stand up to this mob. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't define my character by what the left demands. I don't define justice by what the left demands. I don't define the culture and society by what the left demands. This is not a case about all women. It's not a case about all women who've been sexually molested. This is a matter about two individuals. An accuser and an accused. Regardless of their gender. That's the way justice works. You've got to have more than an accusation. Otherwise, we're all guilty all the time. Otherwise, your children are all guilty all the time. This spectacle in the United States Senate, the Senate Judiciary Committee, wouldn't be allowed in an elementary school where there's an accusation. There has to be something more when you suspend a child than when you suspend a confirmation. Mr. Flake is a coward. There's nothing noble about him. Susan Collins is a coward. There's nothing noble about her. Lisa Murkowski is a coward. There's nothing noble about her. They refuse to stand up for basic justice. Something men and women have fought for and died for throughout the history of this country. Something an entire revolution was fought for. The media like to talk about freedom of the press. There are other essential rights too. Like due process. Like probable cause. Like presumption of innocence. The Democrats reject it all. They keep turning to the FBI. We need another FBI investigation. Now there should be no limits. Next they're going to say Kavanaugh should get a lie detector test. I'm telling you. We have no idea who Dr. Ford is, ladies and gentlemen. People are painting a picture for you and you're being told, accept it. Don't question it. Accept it. Don't question it. You're not even allowed to say, I don't find her credible. And I don't find her credible. If somebody were to come up to me and say, that was done. I've got no witness. I have no evidence. I have no anything. What are you supposed to do about it? Worse yet, 36 years ago, that was done. I don't know. Exactly where, I don't remember how I got home. I, these are the people who were there. You say, okay, let me get on the phone. You call the people who were there. They say, I was never there. And one of them says, I don't even know who the hell Kavanaugh is. That's her best friend. I was listening carefully to the way these speeches 
were given by the Democrats in particular, they already concluded that Kavanaugh is guilty. The other person in the room when this took place, Mark Judd. The other person in what room when what took place with Mark Judd? Those facts haven't been established. No facts have been established. We have a bare accusation. No facts have been established whatsoever. None. Not a single scintilla. None. Nothing. Nothing. If there were facts, wouldn't you think the Democrats would have presented them? If there were actual witnesses, don't you think the Democrats would have presented them? How about the lawyers? You know, at the end of yesterday, after Mr. Kavanaugh's testimony, you and I concluded, okay, it's over now. But Mr. Flake buckled because he's a coward. Because he doesn't believe in the rule of law. Because he doesn't believe in justice. And where do they go? They fall on this this bromide. We need an FBI investigation. We need an FBI investigation of what exactly? And it won't be a good enough investigation. And it won't include Ramirez and Stelnick. It won't it won't it won't include these other women and and they'll be in one excuse after another, and, and we think they were rushed, or the president's orders to the FBI, they weren't, they weren't clear enough, and so forth and so on. And what about, Ms. Dr. Ford, rather, Dr. Ford's testimony? Stop focusing on the prosecutor and focus on what the prosecutor uncovered. Stop focusing on the dramatics. Focus on the facts. She said she doesn't like flying. She flies all the time on vacation and connected to her job. She said the polygraph was long and they were sticking all kinds of things on her. And it, and, and it was much longer than she thought. The guy that gave the polygraph said he asked her two questions. She couldn't remember back in July whether she handed the actual transcript of the notes with a therapist or was on the phone and gave a summary to the reporter at the Washington Post. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that's not repressed memory. That's three months ago. Of course she knows. She didn't know who paid for her polygraph. Well, the lawyers said they had. There are many other questions. Turns out she's six to eight miles. Her house was six to eight miles from the place the general place, the club, in which she says she was sexually molested. She has no memory of how she got home. None. Well, that's repressed memory. Okay, but you've accused a man of sexual molestation. And unless your memory becomes unrepressed, what the hell is he supposed to do about it? When you don't have any witnesses... And nothing else. Except a bunch of screaming Democrats. Slobbering media. And people running in the hallways of Congress screaming at you. What exactly do we have here? Nothing. Nothing. 
And then it's all dressed up in political drama, which is another giveaway. Several Democrats get up from the committee hearing and walk out. In other words, they bring their protests from the streets into the committee room. This is unparalleled, unprecedented. And there are scores of Democrat House members who are women in the audience who happen to get up and walk out exactly the same time. Completely orchestrated. As they all go to the media and say the same thing. I also noticed the diversion of the Democrats on the committee accusing Mr. Kavanaugh of accusing Dr. Ford of orchestrating all this. That's not what he did. He accused the Senate Democrats and their left-wing groups of orchestrating this. And he has good reason to. As I demonstrated on TV last week, and I've got memos right in front of me. If you you have Men in Black, it's in the appendix. Memo after memo, page after page, strategy session after strategy session between Democrat members of the Senate, Dick Durbin, Chuck Schumer, Patrick Leahy, and others with left-wing groups, delay the proceedings, put off the hearings, Delay the proceedings. Put off the hearings. One of them even talks about the FBI. It's their old book, ladies and gentlemen. 2002-2003 memos. It's their old book. It worked in blocking a ton of George W. Bush's circuit court nominees, and they figure it'll work again, and it will. What's another week? What's another month? What's the hurry? What's another election? And Merrick Garland, don't forget Merrick Garland. They held him up for nine months, I heard Klobuchar say. Here's what she didn't say. Because she's a liar too. Ms. Klobuchar, when you pointed out Merrick Garland, how come you didn't point out that Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and Chuck Schumer all walked to the Senate floor Years before, when George W. Bush was president and said he must not nominate anyone in the last year of his presidency. Why didn't you mention that? Former prosecutor. Why didn't you tell the American people that? Why didn't you also tell the American people that your party, led by Mr. Schumer, filibustered more judicial nominees than ever before in American history collectively? Then you got rid of the filibuster for every nominee below the Supreme Court when Obama was president. Why didn't you tell the American people that? How you all play the system. Why didn't you play the audio that I played here repeatedly earlier in the week of Joe Biden saying these FBI examinations mean nothing, absolutely nothing, because they don't reach conclusions and they don't make recommendations. How come you didn't say that? And how come, Madam Prosecutor, you didn't point out that not a single one of these accusers and their lawyers ever went to the Montgomery County Police Department and filed a complaint? Not today, not yesterday, not 10 years ago. How come you didn't point that out? There you would have had your investigation, quote unquote, but you didn't. 
Because it's all theater. And the American people suffer from this. The integrity of the Supreme Court is being destroyed right before your eyes. I dare say every one of those justices, no matter who nominated them, Democrat, Republican, activists, constitutionalists, are watching this with their jaws on the floor. With their jaws on the floor. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. We're going to take a little break from this at the bottom of the hour. We're going to have uh, Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, of whom I am an enormous fan, as you well know. We're very lucky to have him on the program. You know, I enjoy helping my listeners, like Nathaniel, who owned the IRS, so the IRS tens of thousands of back taxes. He told the IRS he didn't have the money to pay, but it didn't matter. They put a lien on his home anyway. Nathaniel heard how much I respect Optima Tax Relief, so he engaged them. Optima got the IRS to designate Nathaniel's case as CNC status, currently not collectible. Now that's a big win, because it basically says, no use pursuing our client, there's nothing to be gained here. Optima kept fighting on Nathaniel's behalf until the IRS agreed to a deal that saved him thousands and resolved his tax debt for good. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are honest, hardworking Americans with families, homes, savings, and paychecks that need protection. They've resolved over half a billion in tax debt for clients, so if you owe back taxes to the IRS, call my friends at Optima Tax Relief. 800-499-6300. Now, If you want your mental sanity this week, let me put it this way, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, seriously, spend time with your families, maybe watch some sports, HGTV, the History Channel. I would stay away from this stuff. Nothing's going to happen over the weekend. It's just going to be repeated, 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 and repeated again with analysis by the media, just like the Duke lacrosse case. I'm quite serious. Just do yourselves a favor. Stay away from it. I'm going to stay away from it. And don't turn on my show expecting to see it on Fox. It won't be there at 10 p.m. We'll be back the following week at 10 p.m., I assume. So uh, you want to keep that in mind. All right, Mr. Producer, who do you recommend that I speak to first off in the program here? The great WABC Bruce in New York. Go. Mr. Levin, I want to share this with you. I was a victim of repeated brutal sexual assault when I was younger. When I finally decided to get therapy, I I felt it was strange that I followed the life of the person that assaulted me. You know, I, I saw him go to prison. I'm out of prison, go back to prison and die in prison. But I always wanted to know that person was there. My therapist said to me that that is absolutely normal. He shared a study with me that said 97% of people that have been victims of a violent assault 
foul, foul the person that's done that because they feared one of two things. It happening again or retribution for putting the person in jail. With that said, Dr. Ford, Dr. Ford repeatedly said it was a civic duty to come forward before Judge Kavanaugh was appointed to the Supreme Court. What my, my point in all this is, is Judge Kavanaugh has been in the public life for many, many years. He was in the Bush administration and he sat on the highest court in the land. And if, if her story is to be believed by someone like me, I would think that she has followed this man throughout his career. And, and why was it not her civic duty to come forward when he, when he was in the Bush administration? Was he, when he did sit on his second highest court in the land? This is, this is a very interesting point. And by the way, I'm sorry you went through this horror. I truly am. But you raise a fascinating point. You are saying, as somebody who experienced something that was horrific, why didn't she come forward with her civic duty in all the public positions he held? She had many opportunities to do it. And the answer they're going to tell you is we have a study on, uh, on memory suppression. I don't think that's a good enough answer now that we're at this point. But I appreciate your call, sir. We'll be back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Mr. Netanyahu, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Mark. It's good to talk to you. It's a pleasure. I, uh, I observed your speech at the United Nations, and uh, as usual, you give a hell of a speech. And oh, um, you. you pointed out the secret atomic warehouse in Iran. Do you want to describe that in some detail to the audience here? Yeah. Uh, you know, a few months ago, uh, we conducted a daring raid in the heart of Tehran and uh, took uh, from uh, secret vaults, uh, in an innocent-looking compound in uh, a southern district of Tehran, we brought over 100,000 uh, secret files and videos of Iran's secret nuclear weapons program. We brought it to Israel. And then I went public and um, uh, showed uh, a short summary of that to the international media. Uh, yesterday, uh, I uncovered a second secret site that the Iranians have, this time, it's not primarily for uh, archives or for documents. It's for equipment and material. Uh, and it's um, another secret warehouse in uh, uh, Tehran, a few, uh, about three miles from the uh, other secret site. Uh, what uh, they have there are, or had until recently, were 15 
containers, like ship containers, worth of equipment and material. Uh, we also know that uh, last month in uh, August, they had, uh, early August actually, they uh, removed 15 kilograms of radioactive material from the site, spread it in various places in uh, Iran to hide the evidence. So obviously they're hiding this. And I said that uh, the International Atomic Energy Agency should go and inspect that site. Uh, we gave this information to leading intelligence agencies a while ago. We gave this information to the uh, IAEA um, uh, six weeks ago. And uh, my hope and my request is that they go inspect the site. You remember the promise that uh, uh, was given when they did this disastrous Iran deal, Iran nuclear deal, is that uh, you can have inspections anytime, anywhere. So uh, my request is to do the inspections right now, right there. And do you think they will? Well, I hope so. There's no reason not to. I mean, uh, what I can tell you is that since the discovery of the, since we um, discovered or uncovered the first site, the, the atomic, the secret atomic archives, uh, Iran has been busy trying to clear out the second site, the secret atomic warehouse. Uh, but even if they get out the material, they might very well lead, uh, leave uh, all sorts of uh, radioactive uh, imprints. So I, I think it's. Uh, I think they should go there as speedily as possible. We're not giving fake information, not on the first one or on the second one. It's all real, all too real. Mr. Prime Minister, um, your relationship with the President of the United States seems to be very, very good. How would you describe that? Very, very, very good. Yeah. Is it the best in Israel's history, in modern say, history? Look, I can say this. I think they, they, you know, there's a, a tremendous alliance between Israel and the United States, and it's gone through uh, uh, several presidents and, and several administrations. But I can say unequivocally that the alliance between Israel and the United States under President Trump has never been stronger. It's stronger than ever in every field. You know, Mr. Prime Minister, you brought up the Iranians hiding their uh, their atomic-related materials and so forth, your relationship with the United States. There are some people in the United States who say, well, that's all swell what the Iranians are doing. What does that have to do with us? What do you want to tell them? Look, Iran... Uh, caste that leads, uh, that governs Iran, doesn't really govern it. The, the tyrants of Tehran, I mean, they're, they're just, uh, you know, they're dictators. They have an ideology, and their ideology says that they should uh, govern the world, uh, that there, there is one major satanic force in the world. It's the great Satan. It's called the United States. Israel is merely an adjunct of that. We're a small Satan, except we're closer by uh, and we prevent them from taking over the western part of the Middle East. So ultimately their goal uh, is uh, the United States. They're building or try to build nuclear weapons for that purpose. That's why the Iran deal, as President Trump said, is so disastrous, because it actually gives them uh, a highway to uh, enrich uranium for 100 nuclear bombs or more. didn't prevent them from developing the ballistic missiles at all, didn't even touch it, to reach the United States with those hundred uh, and more uh, atomic bombs. So I'd say, you know, if you're, and, and this is the preeminent terrorist regime of our time. I mean, they sponsored terrorism all over the place. In fact, their agents were caught a few months ago 
plotting terrorist attacks on American soil. Uh, and so to have the leading uh, terrorist regime of the world that is ideologically committed to death to America, to have nuclear weapons and the means to deliver them to any place in the United States, I'd say that that should concern every American, to say the least. You know, we look at this situation in Syria, which is extremely dangerous. You've got Russia involved. You've got Turkey, Iran. You've got all kinds of terrorist groups. And, of course, the t- terrorist regime in Syria. And the Iranians, of course, they keep trying to um, to build these sites closer and closer to uh, Israel's borders and threaten Israel and so forth. Can you explain to the American people why this is so serious? What, what Iran wants to do is to build... Uh, an empire that begins in Iran and goes all the way to the Mediterranean. Iran, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, that they already control, and have one land continuum. They want a base, uh, a submarine base in Syria, uh, on the Mediterranean, that could challenge uh, the Sixth Fleet, uh, could challenge any, uh, all of America's interests, uh, could challenge uh, Europe, uh, all your other key allies, that could challenge American forces in the Middle East. They want to put in air power there that could challenge uh, American uh, uh, American planes. And most of all, they'd want to put their army there to continue the campaign to eradicate Israel. If this were to succeed, then the whole Middle East would collapse, uh, and it would collapse into Iran's hands. They're already trying to encircle the Middle East by going beyond this northern continuum to the Mediterranean. They're going to the to Yemen. And they're trying to, uh, they're already firing rockets, 700 kilometer uh, range rockets into uh, Riyadh, uh, into Saudi Arabia. So they're out on a mission of conquest. If the Middle East were to fall, America's vital interests would be jeopardized in a way that uh, will be uh, instantly, uh, readily available. The shipping lanes, the world's trade the uh, prestige of the United States, the allies of the United States. You know, people go with the strong. And if your enemies, your sworn enemies committed to your destruction, uh, are able to conquer uh, uh, a critical part of the world, that is very, very bad. So what we've learned from history is that you want to stop bad things when they're small, not when they're big. Right now, there's a, a new alliance taking place. First of all, the alliance between America and Israel. Uh, as I said, under President Trump, is stronger than ever before, but President Trump has done something else. He's recognized the threat from Iran, and instead of uh, coddling Iran, embracing Iran, he's confronting Iran, and he's, uh, you know, he's putting sanctions, reimposing American sanctions on the regime uh, that threatens everyone, uh, and that is having a very powerful effect in weakening Iran. It's not the same Iran. Uh, president says the Iran's economy is not the same as it was. Well, you want an indication of that? How right he is? I mean, the uh, the uh, value of the currency, Iran's currency, has plummeted. It used to be forty thousand rials to the dollar just a few months ago. Now it's one hundred and seventy or eighty thousand rials to the dollar. That's you know they lost a tremendous uh, amount of the value of their currency in in no time. Uh, so it's working. And the president is not appeasing these uh, this, these uh, theological uh, this theological dictatorship theocracy. Uh, he's confronting it, and that's the right thing to do against people who are uh, your sworn enemies. 
You know, there's a lot of great things happening inside Israel. I've been there recently. I see just building and building and building going on. I see American companies there. I see a lot of technology there. So even though you have all these enemies surrounding you, how is it that your economy has grown to the extent it's grown and your technology is really, uh, it's really developed in a big way? Well, one word, freedom. Freedom. You know, I've spent a good chunk of my uh, time in office, both as prime minister and for a stint as uh, finance minister, to liberate the Israeli economy, uh, you know, to make it a free market economy. And if you combine free markets with the ingenuity of our people, uh, you get thousands and thousands of startups that are uh, creating uh, these fantastic companies, you know, in uh, autonomous vehicles and IT and, and cybersecurity and medical devices and digital health in uh, uh, precision agriculture, you name it. I mean, we're there. We're all over the place. And uh, Israel is the other uh, uh, brilliant center of technology innovation because people know that they can actually make companies and the companies stand to make great fortunes. They can also lose. Many of them do, but many of them succeed. And so it gives the incentive uh, for this, uh, this kind of innovation. Free markets, uh, you know, I'd say innovation without free markets doesn't work. Technology without free markets doesn't work. Free markets without innovations eventually produce innovation. That's what happened. That's what happened in Israel once we liberated those markets. Now, I know you need to go. But I got to ask you this question. Cheltenham High School, you went to Cheltenham. I went to Cheltenham. You're a little older than I am. Do you really remember anything about Cheltenham? As a matter of fact, I do. I mean, yeah. uh, you must remember it. First of all, when I first came there as a teenager, I couldn't believe my eyes. It looked to me like it was some grand hotel. At the time, <laughs> it looked like, you know, it was very, it was very modern. Uh, and it had, uh, I must tell you, it had excellent teachers, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, they had this system, I don't know if they had it in your time, of honors classes, you remember that? Oh, yeah. Well, so they put me in these honors classes, you know, and uh, there was about 10 kids per class, uh, and uh, uh, the, the teachers were uniformly good, and I received a great education, formed some, uh, uh, some uh, lasting friendships. In fact, I just met a guy who was with me on the soccer team. Uh, uh, because I played soccer. I was in Israeli, so I knew how to play soccer. Uh, and, uh, you know, he then went on to do all sorts of things in pharmaceuticals. But I didn't see him for about 50 years. And I just met him, and uh, uh, and so time stood still. And I still remember those days quite fondly. I, I think I received uh, a wonderful education and a great appreciation for the for the greatness of America, you know, for its, uh, you know, for its freedom, for its ingenuity, for its uh, uh, combination of individualism and, and uh, patriotism and nationalism. And I think these are the things that characterize uh, Israel, too. And that's why, in many ways, we're kindred societies. Uh, you know, that's what the Islamists uh, say about us. They say, you are they, and they are you. And in this respect, um, the deepest values, they're absolutely right. And you were there, weren't you, because your father was this great historian. I just want the American people to know this. I believe he was at the University of Pennsylvania and then MIT. Am I right about that? No, he actually was in a small college at the time called Dropsy College. I don't think it exists anymore. 
but he was doing uh, researches for his uh, for what became later a very uh, uh, I would say groundbreaking work on uh, medieval Spain and the Inquisition. He, became, he was one of the great Hispanists, and there was a great Hispanic library in Philadelphia, so we were yeah. there. Uh, but he subsequently went to Cornell University, and then That's it. after my brother fell in the uh, raid on Antebbe to release Israeli hostages um, held by German and um, um, and Arab uh, terrorists, uh, returned to Israel. Uh, but uh, uh, the time we spent in Philadelphia was uh, was something that I always uh, valued and treasured, even though I was very lonesome, you know, homesick. But uh, I learned later that. Uh, I glean much from it. And yes, my father was uh, a great scholar, a great historian, and um, he taught me about uh, the great things that can be achieved by a free human spirit. Well, I wasn't going to do this, but you, you raised it, your brother. My wife, Julie, has been reading letters from your brother. And your brother was a brilliant young man. He was a courageous young man. He was a, he was not just a fighter, but he was a man of peace, too. And, uh, and Tebby, uh, that was a horrible, horrible thing, but he was a hero, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And he didn't have to be, die to become a legend. He was a legend in his own lifetime. He died at the age of 30, but he had led many missions. He was, uh, I would say, in many ways... Uh, 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 a philosopher, even a poet, but he was also a warrior because he understood that in the circumstances of Israel's birth and our battle to uh, protect our life in a very hostile Middle East, uh, there was no, uh, uh, as he said, I have no alternative but to uh, devote my life to the defense of my people and my country, which he did, uh, Gave a, even though he had studied at Harvard and was made the dean's list. Uh, after he was wounded in the Six-Day War, he was all of 21. He went to Harvard, stayed there for a year, uh, was operated on uh, because of the wound he received in the Six-Day War. Uh, it was actually operated in Walter Reed, um, Walter Reed Hospital. But he said, you know, I have to come back to Israel. And uh, he did. Uh, and uh, I entered the army at the time. I was younger than him. And he said to me, you know, I can't sit on the sidelines and watch uh, watch Israel sustain the terror attacks that began in those days. Uh, I have to go back into the army. Uh, and I want to go back into your unit, a special unit. And I said, you're out of your mind. You're, uh, you know, you're, uh, uh, you're wounded. You're disabled. Uh, he said, I don't care. I'm going back in. And by sheer force of will, he made it back joined my unit, uh, became its commander, uh, and led the forces to Antebi, where they rescued the Israeli hostages under impossible uh, uh, circumstances. And in that daring raid, uh, he was the only soldier who mm -hmm. died mm -hmm. uh, and uh, left a great legacy of heroism. I have to say that when I go today around the Arab world, uh, they know of the story and they appreciate it. Because you have to understand, the Arab world, too, has changed. It's changed because they see the common threat of Iran, because they understand that Israel is not their enemy, but they're uh, an invaluable ally, because they want not only cooperation and uh, fending off militant Islam, but also our technology for giving their people a better life. 
So when you say how's Israel's doing, it's doing remarkably well economically because of free markets, but it's also doing well geopolitically because we've joined now with President Trump and under President Trump in a common battle against the forces that threaten our common civilization. And that's that's reason for hope. Well, you're a remarkable man, remarkable brother, remarkable family, and I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And uh, always good to talk to you. You too. God bless. There he is, Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. have 30 or 40 seconds, but uh, I want to thank Prime Minister Netanyahu for all his time. Wasn't he, wasn't he unbelievable? This is what I try to do with my Fox show. It's the end of the weekend. You're tired of the news. You're tired of 14 different guests going on and on. It's the drill over and over and over. It's Sunday night on my Fox show, and you've heard everything from Saturday morning through 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's my goal. That's why I agreed to do this, Life, Liberty, and Levin, just so you know. But not this Sunday. We'll be preempted. All right, we'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I'm getting tons of emails pouring in telling me how much you enjoyed the interview with uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And I can see why. Not because of the interviewer, but because of the interviewee. And I'll tell you something else. You want a little respite from this nightmare in the Senate. It'll be there Monday. You're not going to learn a single new bit of information all weekend long. You're not going to learn it from these politicians who are going to be hitting the Sunday shows and the Saturday shows. You're not going to learn it from the hosts and the and the contributors. And the, you're not going to learn a damn thing. And you're going to your mind, your head's going to blow up with these endless replays of the same video and the same audio over and over and over again. Let's start over Monday with it, okay? We do need to battle this. We do need to fight it. But we don't need to get stupid with the constant dumbing down. With the constant dumbing down. I mean, I think the questions I've asked are quite unique here with respect to Dr. Ford, whom we don't know. We're told that we should believe her. We're told that we should believe everybody. We're told this is about women. And victims? It's not about any of that. But if we're going to have a real FBI investigation to really get to the bottom of this, and we really have to judge character, 
then it's not just Kavanaugh with the six investigations. Then Dr. Ford has to be investigated. And I raised some of the questions that would normally be asked in a situation like this. By local law enforcement, by detectives. Provide us with your medical records since the time you were in high school. Provide us with the names of all your physicians since the time you were in high school. Oh, Mark, you're a bullet. No, you want an investigation? You know, if you're a cop out there, if you're a detective, call me. Call the nation. Tell, tell, tell them how this works. If you're really going to investigate. We like all the places you've lived since you were in college. You know, we want to talk to your landlords. I think people who knew you there to see what kind of life you led. I mean, we know what kind of life Kavanaugh led. We have no idea what kind of life Dr. Ford led in college or anywhere else. None. And you're not allowed to ask. Well, I'm asking because now we're doing an investigation, a criminal investigation. That's what the FBI does. So on the one hand, they say it's a job interview. On the other hand, it's a criminal investigation. Provide us with your actual therapist's notes. You already waived privilege. You already talked about it. You already released some of them or summarized them. Right? Your privilege is gone. Provide us with all your yearbooks, calendars, schedules since high school. Because we know Shelley Whitehouse from Rhode Island, he's obsessed with this stuff. But this isn't the sort of thing you're going to hear in the next few days. You're going to hear, yeah, that's fine, son. Why didn't they give this letter? You know, say that. same thing over and over again. Well, let me tell you, we better turn the chapter here because we're under attack. Kavanaugh's under attack. This administration's under attack. The Supreme Court's under attack. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights are under attack. Our society's under attack. It's unfolding in front of your faces. And yet they're using the same game plan that they used before. Last Sunday, this week, tonight, I've read from these memos to you from 2002, 2003, and so forth. The whole strategy was laid out there almost 20 years ago. That's what they did and do to nominees. Not a single Republican senator brought that up. You know, people talk about the prosecutor who I think did a damn good job, and she did her job. I'd say half of the Republican senators did their job. Some of them were dormant. Some of them were giving us lectures about bipartisanship. I mean, it was amazing to me. Or very passive in their explanation of the process. You have an innocent man here who hasn't been charged with anything, where somebody comes out of nowhere, nowhere, 36 years after the, the alleged fact. Not a single witness. She doesn't even mention that she discussed it with her parents. Nobody. Not a single person she cites was at the party. Nobody even knows there was a party. She doesn't know how she got home. You're not allowed to ask this. Well, I'm asking it. You want a criminal investigation? This is the tip of the iceberg. I don't care what the ABA said then and the ABA says now or 1,200 letters from uh, people who went to Holton Arms. What do they know? They don't know a damn thing. Or this psychologist report or this psychiatric report and this report and that report. What the hell are we doing here? 
goes back to the beginning. The left believes they own the Supreme Court. It's their own little Politburo. And if you get close to getting five on there, they go to war. That's the bottom line. And it's not just about abortion. It's about whatever they want it to be about. Obamacare. You name it. Immigration. You know, they they try to stuff the ballot boxes as it is. They will not allow these states to clean up the elect, the uh, voter rolls. Anytime the states try to insist that you got to show some kind of a, a real ID in order to vote, they accuse your racism, which is really preposterous. Anytime they try to clean off the voter rolls so people who are registered in 1,200 places don't get to vote in 400 places, you're a racist. And we allow this. You look at the goons on TV, the loudmouths, the knuckleheads, going on and on, the tubins of the world. Bring race into this. Race. When Clarence Thomas was nominated, who were the racists? They were the racists. See, you can never win. You can never win. So you got to fight them. You got to fight. But if I hear one more audio or see one more video of Jeff Flake or one more audio or video of Kamala Harris or one more audio or video of some idiot on The View, Behar, a flunky out of radio. If I see one more, the repetition over and over and over again, drive up the numbers, drive up the numbers. Are you serious, folks? Is this what you want to hear all weekend long? It's not what I want to hear. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. From where I'm broadcasting, Burt Reynolds lived about three or four miles away. Never got to meet him. And uh, kind of sad, really. He was he was set to do a new movie, too. He got, you know, he was in a wheelchair much of the time, difficult walking, bad back and all, because he did most of his own stunts. And he broke a number of bones. Anyway, there you have it. If you ask any AMAC member what they like most about belonging to the conservative alternative AARP, one answer that always comes up is how much they love reading AMAC's quarterly magazine, the AMAC Advantage. It's a first-class publication covering a variety of hard-hitting stories from notable authors, and AMAC members love it. Well, my friends, AMAC membership just keeps getting better. AMAC is pleased to announce that instead of publishing just four issues each year, they're now sending AMAC Advantage to all million-and-a-half AMAC members six times a year. That's six issues of AMAC's celebrated magazine delivered to your home every year. It's all part of an AMAC membership. You know what else you get from AMAC? Here's what you get from AMAC. Tremendous discounts and benefits. Some of you join the AARP because even though you can't stand their politics, you want the benefits, you don't have to do that anymore. AMAC is the conservative alternative. The people at AMAC share your principles. There's almost 3 million members now at AMAC. People just like you. 
You get this beautiful magazine every other month. They support your causes on Capitol Hill, fighting the AARP often, and you get great discounts and benefits. So get your copy of the latest edition of the AMAC Advantage magazine, along with all the discounts and benefits that come with an AMAC membership and their support for your ideals, just by joining right now. Go to amac.us, that's A-M-A-C dot U-S, and take a look. amac.us, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Now, I'm often doing this show at a great disadvantage, technologically speaking, aren't I, Mr. Producer? Sometimes our backup system, our ISDN, dies, uh, and then I'm broadcasting through our Internet backup. Sometimes the computer freezes, as it is now. So I'm just talking to you as another human being, giving you information that I have, you know, stored up in my mind over all these decades of research and reading and doing the things that I do. And frequently, the call screen putzes out. So Mr. Producer has to kind of slip me a, a text or an email. So let's, let's go, uh, let's talk to you folks a little bit too. It's Friday after all. Let's go to Kerry in L.A., the great K-R-L-A, 870 AM, The Answer. Go right ahead, please. Mr. Levin. You got it. Hey, so uh, huge fan. Really, Thank really you. love you, Charlotte, your show. And, uh, Thank you. Uh, I, I listen to you on a podcast mostly, but uh, you know, I've got CRTV, and I'm glued to the TV on Sunday. Well, I'm not. I'm not there at ten this Sunday, so there's nothing to be glued to, really. But thank you very yeah. much. I appreciate it. I know. I know. So, um, listen. My question is, um, you know, there's this great guy, patriot, extraordinaire, thirty-three year veteran, broke. I think you know him, Mike Flynn. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, is there any chance that Mr. Kavanaugh could step in the same landmine, so to speak. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think he's been around long enough. He's also been an investigator. He worked for Ken Starr. But you do raise an interesting point, Kerry, and that's this. They not only want to block Kavanaugh because they don't believe that actual constitutionalists, there should be too many on the Supreme Court while they're trying to fundamentally transform America. This is also payback because he served under Ken Starr on the Independent Counsel staff. It's payback from Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. And for Jeff Flake and Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and all the other cowards, cowards to allow this man to be treated the way he's being treated, to throw the entire rule of law and due process and presumption of innocence out the window, to fall back on this phony bromide about we need another FBI investigation is disgusting. And we should never forget these people. Never, ever, ever forget these people. They have totalitarian minds. Collins, Murkowski, Flake, and all the rest of them. All the rest. They're not on the right side here. They're on the wrong side here. All right, Kerry, thank you for your call. Much appreciated, my friend. Drew in Texas on the Mark Levin app. Go. Yeah, how's it going, Mark? Okay, thank you. Well, so, you know, I, I don't have much of a question as much as a, a kind of a perspective. So 
Uh, I'm, I'm in my late 20s. I've got a wife. I've got a son. Uh, I've got a good career. Ten years ago, like 16, 17 years old, um, I had someone in my life that they had. They were, they were raped. Now, when they were asked about it, when they opened up to their parents about it, they put my name on that. I wasn't even in the country at the time. I was in Israel. Um, that came to ruin my life for the next couple of years. I did open up to my parents about everything I had ever done. Um, it was not good. It ruined how it was me going to school, a lot of things in my family life. Uh, but I was always really confident that because I knew I was innocent, because there was no evidence. There wasn't evidence. It was, you know, dad talked to me. I met with them. I told them where I was at, what things were going on. And then I'm here 10 years later. And I see the Me Too movement, and I see, like... Now, hold on, so was it ever adjudicated, or what happened? No, because there was no evidence, there was no adjudication, Mm -hmm. there was no no, um, police report made, they just came to us and and let it know, I guess, trying to flex to see if we were going to, if I was going to admit it, if I was going to admit, you know, let them know. Uh, Which Mm -hmm. I didn't, and I stood by my story, and it was consistent, because it's the truth of what happened. That wasn't me. I think it happened, but it wasn't me. Uh, Couldn't have been wasn't in the country during the time that she said that that had happened. Um, Mm -hmm. But fast forward now, and I look at this, what's going on here, and I see what's online. Even today I saw a stat that someone was sharing saying that the false accusations, there's only for every 100, maybe a couple of them that are falsely accused, as if, like, my life doesn't matter, that my story, my family ruined my life. Your point is, even though statistics show that in most cases uh, the accusation is legitimate, there are cases when they're not. That's why we have a legal system here. Yeah. I mean, this, this, could, this could go well beyond even, even, uh, even cases of uh, alleged sexual violence or actual sexual violence. You could take it in any category. Some guy steals a loaf of bread. I mean, I mean you can go on and on and on. If they bend over backwards for terrorists. They bend over backwards for mass murders. They bend over backwards for people who have either pled guilty or have been convicted. They call it criminal justice reform. Here you have a guy who's been a judge for 12 years. He served in the... In the uh, Bush administration, no witnesses, no nothing. And uh, and they're upset, you see, because they don't like the Democrats on the committee the way he reacted. Well, let me ask you a question. What if every damn member on that committee was accused of what he's accused of? Gang rape. What if every damn member on that committee was treated the way he's being treated? You think they'd sit there? You think they'd sit there like some kind of a stone? Look how thin-skinned they are already, walking out. We don't like the way we're treated. How would you like to be accused of a crime without due process, without the ability to defend yourself? What do you think about that, Kamala Harris? What do you think about that, Leahy? For God's sakes, of course the man's angry. He's got two little girls and a wife. And nobody bends, oh, you know, the Democrats don't say treat him fairly and bend over. No! They accuse him of being a an ugly drunk. They accuse him of of all kinds of insidious and just poisonous things for which they have nothing, nothing whatsoever. And then they dare sit there and lecture America about the committee process. They can take that damn committee process and that table and every chair in that committee and shove it and shove it. How dare they? I'll be right back. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. 
Call in now. 877-381-3811. Every time you go online, your internet provider and advertising companies, they can track what you do and sell your personal information. That's what's happening to you. And you go, how do they know I'm shopping? That's how they know. And you got the NSA. They gobble up virtually everything. So how can you actually protect yourself? I'm going to give you the solution. And I would strongly encourage you to use it. Computer experts recommend using a VPN. And the software I use is the best. It's called ExpressVPN. It makes it super easy for anyone to stay private online. They're rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and by me. These days, I don't use the Internet without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN's apps take just minutes to set up and afterwards run seamlessly in the background of my computer and smartphone. You install the program, then turn on ExpressVPN protection with a single click. Couldn't be easier. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your Internet through data encryption and hiding your IP address. That's how it's done. That means nobody, and I mean nobody, can access or record your online activity. So if you want to protect yourself from hackers and spy agencies and your ISP, visit expressvpn.com slash mart. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash mark for their special offer. And here it is, three months free with a one-year package. Don't risk your online data any longer. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark today. I have an idea. If you're really open-minded to this, I have an idea. I want you to try something this weekend, even start tonight. You've heard me now, I guess it's for about two and a half years, talk about CRTV, right? What does CRTV stand for? Conservative Review TV. What are we doing at CRTV? Well, we're trying to preserve the nation's sanity. Those of you who are patriotic, those of you who love this country and sick and tired of what's going on. We have 20 hosts with all kinds of different programming, all kinds of age groups, some funnier than others, some more cerebral than others. It started with Levin TV, my digital TV show. So good is CRTV that others are now trying to replicate it like Fox and some of the others. I have nothing against that. I'm all for competition. We will do great. We have really an extraordinary large subscriber base now. But some of you aren't members. Some of you aren't members. The vast majority of people on CRTV are not on regular TV as they are on Fox. They're not on regular TV. And we have some truly, truly great hosts. I'd really like you to check it out this weekend. Put everything else aside in terms of broadcasting and so forth and join us at CRTV.com slash Mark. That's CRTV.com slash Mark. Or call our toll-free number, 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. And our customer service is the best in the country. So good is CRTV that others are actually copying, trying to copy everything we're doing. 
but we're way ahead of them. We have poured an enormous amount of resources into our platforms. It's quality program. It's quality audio. It is a quality picture. And the studios and the individuals, solid conservatives. You know, we don't all agree on everything, but we all come from the same point of view, if you'll understand what I mean. We love our country. We believe in freedom. We believe in the Constitution. And we discuss it in different ways. And we'll discuss news, too. So make this the weekend that you really try us out. CRTV.com slash Mark. Or give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV. Compare and contrast. This is the purest form of capitalism. There's absolutely no commercials on CRTV. It's the purest form. Compare our digital TV with what you're seeing on broadcast TV or cable TV. Make this the weekend you try it out. I'm quite serious. This is the time to do it. All right, let's see who's calling out there. Give me a second as I pull up our system here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm having to do this literally if you saw me. I don't have a camera in here. All right, I'm doing this literally off my iPhone. Is Dan in Plano, Texas still there, the great WBAP? Yes, I am. Go ahead, sir. Dan, are you there? Yes, I am. Well, you've got to lower your radio and come on the air. Okay. Now, do it now or I'm going to move on. I'm doing it. I got it. I just moved out of the... I was in All right, let's go. TV. Okay, the whole nation's listening while you're... Go, go ahead. Okay. Hello, Mark? All right, let's get let's move on here. Let me get another call. No offense, sir, but you know, you got to be uh, quick on the draw here. How about Jerry Passaic, New Jersey, the great WABC? Go. Watching these hearings was like watching the Politburo and the Communist Chinese. Number one, number two, what Diane Feinstein did was an absolute disgrace, and to say she didn't leak that. You'd have to believe in Alice in Wonderland, and I got over that many years ago. And number three, the leader of the Republican Party over there, Grassley, is an absolute disgrace. He bent over backwards, one postponement, two. After the second time, he's... Uh, you're, 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 it's not Grassley, it's McConnell's calling the shots. Well, then, 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 it's, then he should have... He should have stopped after the second time. McGon- is- McConnell is the so-called leader. Does he seem like a leader to you? To me, he seems like a pancake that's been out. They, the they, they should have voted on this last week. They knew these uh, these the, the mob was coming. They know they have cowards who will look, stare justice in the eye and blink by the name of Flake, by the name of Collins, by the name of Murkowski. You know, ladies and gentlemen... These people should be hearing from you, not just the left, not just the media. If you're civil and polite, which you should be, these people need to hear from you. I don't understand it. I see all these radical kooks in Congress. I see all the protesters in Congress. I see all this stuff going on. There should be a massive effort by you, the American people, to contact these officers again, politely, civilly, and say, hey, look, we want this man confirmed. We know that this is a railroad operation going on here. This is like the Duke lacrosse team. Now, you either stand up for justice or you don't. And let me tell you, if any of these politicians, Flake is done. He's finished. If any of these others running in primary sometime, 
and they keep this up, we're going to have to defeat them. We're going to have to focus all of our efforts at defeating them. This injustice is a cancer within the Republican Party. We would have Obamacare killed by now if it wasn't for this cancer within the Republican Party. This phony, maverick, liberal attitude, which is nothing but cowardice and people selling out to the left. Thank you for your call, sir. Actually, the poor guy didn't get to say too much, did he, Mr. Producer? All right. Who do you recommend, Rich? Give me somebody who you think is good. Brad in Texas, the great WBAP. I suggest that must be in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That is, Mark, and thank you very much for taking my call. I just want to say my wife and I are massive supporters of yours and great fans. I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you, sir. I wanted to say I think that thanks to Flake, they now, meaning the Democrats, have a means to slow walk a contrived FBI investigation. I guarantee Ford's attorneys are going to stonewall and keep her away from investigation for weeks, if not past the midterms. Mm-hmm. And I think the Democrats are going to be... Well, and they already did that once, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. The woman who was afraid of flying, who we're told is trustworthy and truthful in every respect, flies all the time, including on vacations. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that they got to flake and they said, you know what? You vote, but you put conditions on your vote and we will have them. And I think McConnell and unfortunately Trump slipped right into that ruse. And now they are going to. Well, Trump is a bystander, really. I mean, he's kind of trying to be polite because he doesn't want to upset three or four or five of these knuckleheads. So I really can't blame him. I mean, he's not in control of the Senate. These are the same people who've undermined him on the wall and so many other things. Excuse me. I think we really got to stay focused on the problem here. It's Flake. It's Collins. It's Murkowski. It's those three. They are responsible for what's taking place right now. There's only 51 Republicans. Only 51. And they are a cabal. They conspire together. Uh, They consort together in their own way, and uh, obviously they are cowards who sell out. And and then here's the thing. They wear it like a badge of honor. They wear it like a, I don't know. I mean, this Collins, who can barely talk in complete sentences. All right, sir, thank you for your call. What else do I need to do, Rich? You know, a new study just came out of China, and it discovered that air pollution causes a huge reduction in intelligence, This in addition to the well-known impacts on physical health. High pollution levels led to significant drops in test scores with language and arithmetic, the average impact equivalent to having lost an entire year of education. This is especially important with 95% of the global population breathing unsafe air. So what does this have to do with you? The smart thing to do? Go to filterby.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses, especially now, choose from over 600 sizes, including custom options that ship for free within 24 hours. Plus, they support working Americans manufacturing all their filters right here in the United States. 
and save 5% when you smartly subscribe to a scheduled auto replacement so you never have to forget to pull out the filthy filters and replace them with fresh filters ever again. And filter by, well, they'll save you time, they'll save you money, you'll breathe better, and apparently you'll become more intelligent, too, in the process. So stop procrastinating. That's filterbuy.com, filterbuy.com, and tell them Mark sent you. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. By the way, you can hear the uh, Netanyahu interview over at Conservative Review, CR, our website over there. Uh, they have posted it, and uh, unbelievable. The wonderful things he said, very personal, and also uh, the policy issues. I think you'll uh, really enjoy it. Ida, San Francisco, California, the great KSFO. Go. Mark Levin, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. I'll be quick. Uh, Dr. Lord is not the victim. The thousands of babies that are going to be killed, unborn babies, they're going to be the victims if this goes through. You're not allowed to talk about them. You've already talked about it? But you know what I mean. No. According to the left, that's not even an issue. We can't talk about it. All they call it Roe v. Wade, a woman's choice. They never discuss what we're talking about, do they, ma'am? No. No, they don't. And if they and they'll use every devious trick in the book. That woman was a plant. She's she she to me she looks like an alcoholic. Remember? All right, all right, all right. We can't do that on the air here. All yeah. right, my fr- we can't do that on the air. You sound like a nice lady, but we can't do that on the air. Thank you, Ray, our buddy Ray Livermore, California, the great KSFO. We don't have a lot of time. Go, Ray. Mark, you're a national treasure. Love the show, the books, everything, the TV show. The Republicans need to stand tough right now, Mark. And it came from one of the most unlikely places yesterday, Lindsey Gramnesty. But you know what? It came, and that's what's most important. You've got to, Trump is injecting backbone into this party, and they're not letting him. They need to learn something from this president and just have a little backbone, have a little gut, stick it out there. The Democrats are bullies. We've got to punch back, Mark. But the problem isn't we. The problem is you got three people, Collins, Murkowski, and Flake. Flake will be gone, but they play these people all the time, the media, the Democrats, you know, Collins and Murkowski. Will they stand up for women? Are they going to put up with this? Will they stand up for women? They're not even in the mainstream of the Republican Party, these two. All right, Ray, you take care. Thanks for your call. Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday, America in your honor. Here we go.
The week is officially over. The weekend begins right now. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, ICE, Border Patrol, FBI, DEA, all law enforcement. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. See you on Levin TV at CRTV.com. Give us a try. Get Al-Qaeda. Get ISIS. Get all those subhuman cockroaches. And I'll see you on Monday. God bless.